Hello and welcome back to Luxury Menswear, the podcast by J.L. Rocha Collections. Now in our third season, it is absolutely an honor to be here. For those of you that don't know me, I'm Jose Noel Rocha, and I'm your guide through this journey of luxury leather goods, Mexican history, and men's style. If I asked you to think of the best countries in the world, what first comes to mind? Is it France? Italy? The good old US of A? Well, according to over 500,000 respondents to Condé Nast Traveler, France and Italy rank among the top 20, while the United States and Mexico don't even make the list. If you're curious, Japan ranked at number one. Now, this list asks readers to rank favorite countries from the best hotels to top airlines and destinations. If we're talking about hard numbers, statistics, well, there are reports that say that US, China, Japan, France, and the UK are the top five revenue generators for the luxury goods sector. Still, Mexico is nowhere to be found, but the traditional perceptions of luxury are changing. See, in 2022, the CEO of luxury lab Global, Abelardo Marcondes, gave a keynote presentation titled Luxury Market, The New Rules of the Game. During the speech, he explained that Mexico holds leadership within the luxury market in Latin America, highlighting a value of $14 billion in 2022 and a growth rate of 12% in 2022 as well. In fact, According to the Global Wealth Report from UBS, a leading financial firm for ultra high net worth individuals, heading the list of losses in terms of wealth for countries in 2022 is the United States, followed by Japan, then China, then Canada, and Australia. The largest wealth increases on the other side were recorded for Russia, Mexico, India, and Brazil. Taking it a step further, Mordor Intelligence, a leading market research company, lists the compound annual growth rate of Mexico's luxury good market at 6.8%, completely outshining the 5.1% of the USA and the 4.9% of Italy. It's hard to argue with these figures, but with the growth of luxury expanding to a worldwide demographic, how is it that Mexico can become a defining force of the new rules of luxury? So let's jump right into Mexico, the David and Goliath story of global luxury. To set the scene, we'll need to outline these new rules. According to Luxury Lab's CEO, some of the new rules of the luxury market in Mexico and around the world in general are understanding transparency and social inclusion, digital innovation, changes in distribution models, attracting younger customers, and understanding the new personality of luxury retail. And this all makes sense because the new personality of luxury retail is quickly becoming Gen Z, who along with millennials for the entire growth of the luxury market in 2022 account for 70% of all luxury spending and will continue to grow up through 2025. So to attract and keep them engaged, luxury brands are rapidly having to move beyond the traditional notions of luxury, such as status, legacy, prestige, and heritage, towards a new set of values, including inclusivity, sustainability, transparency, technology, and circular innovation. At least that's what a report from Bain & Company, 
a leading financial statistics firm says. And no one does prestige, legacy, and heritage better than Mexico. That's why they're the building blocks of our brand. But these new rules and values give us some unique insights toward the future of what Mexico is already becoming. Take architect Enrique Norten, who graduated from Cornell in 1980 and is already leading the future with his firm, Ten Arquitectos. His work blends modern lines with Mexican heritage, and no building encapsulates this blend like the Hotel Habita in Polanco, the Beverly Hills of Mexico City. The 1950s era building now has a clouded glass facade that levitates, making it both modern and instantly recognizable from the street. The interior, meanwhile, retains a sense of history, serving as both a connection to the city and a solace from it, utilizing classic Mexican architectural themes such as tile frameworks on the wall, columns, and natural wood finishes. It's like an avant-garde street lamp. This building glows like it's lighting the way toward blending modern and classic. It's no wonder that it won the Latin American Building of the Year World Architecture Award in 2002, and the Business Week Architectural Record Award and the American Institute of Architects New York Chapter Award in 2003. But beyond structural design, Mexico finds global footing in the quality of its craft. Take for example, Casa Dragones, the self-described ultra-premium tequila that lives up to the title with awards and recognitions year over year. Showcasing the blend of modern and historic inspiration, Casa Dragones won the Grand Prix Strategies Deluxe, a product packaging design award from France that's typically associated with winners like Hermes and Louis Vuitton, and they won for their design of their bottle, marking the first time that a Mexican brand has ever won the award. This winning design is inspired by a traditional apothecary bottle made of lead-free crystal and hand-engraved. Signature design elements include a narrow neck designed for small and careful pours, individually crafted crystal decanter tops, agave plant homage engraved in traditional Mexican pepita style on the bottom of each bottle, and labels that are signed and numbered by hand. If that doesn't say handmade, great quality, I don't know what does. In fact, during an interview at the awards, CEO Berta Gonzalez said it was very exciting to compete against renowned international luxury brands like Hermes and Chanel. With Casa Dragones, we have pushed the boundaries of what other tequila brands have done before. And we understand that the French sense of luxury has really defined the luxury market. So for us, it made all the sense in the world to enter a French luxury design contest. I love this quote because it represents how the commitment to classic timeless techniques, high quality processes, and a fearless desire to push the boundaries of global expectations will lead the way as Mexico plays a larger role in this category of industry. From a personal perspective, I've always known the capacity Mexico has for global quality. I've never experienced hospitality or culinary nuance like I have in Mexico. There's a dedication to top quality service and experience that exists in every part of what Mexico does in luxury. I think this comes from our cultural pride. My dad has a saying, there's no worse enemy to a Mexican than another Mexican. And what he means by that is that there's a fundamental scrutiny that we place on each other. 
Growing up in San Diego, just across the border from Mexico, there was always a sense of a meter for Mexican identity. In fact, one staple of a Mexican introduction is answering the question, where are you from? And that doesn't mean where is your home, it means where is your family from? What is your history? How do you connect with Mexico? Understanding your heritage, your history, your music, and language are key to being Mexican. And the idea is that you should excel in each category. Similarly, when it comes to Mexican luxury goods, we're harder on ourselves than we are of other countries. So while Mexico has the most billionaires in Latin America, the majority of our booming economy is due to the outside millionaires and billionaires who love coming to Mexico and building their homes there. The result? We build these ecosystems that seem more inspired by Mexico than a part of it. During the holidays, I spent some time at the Chileno Bay Resort and Residences by Auberge, as it's as lavish as you would expect, from a beautiful blend of holistically modern architecture to high-end service. In fact, in their stunning breakfast restaurant, Comal, my mom commented on how much she loved the bread made in-house, and they gifted her a dozen just for her stay at the hotel. It's these types of personal touches and attention to detail that distinguish Mexico as a luxury destination, and one of the best in my opinion. But there's a hidden realm of possibility that exists when we combine these standards of excellence with our own burning desires and passions. You see, I believe that if we focus our attention on infusing and enriching experiences with what makes Mexico great, both from a cultural and a familial point of view, we will certainly become the next global superpower when it comes to luxury in products and in experiences. But getting back to the keynote of Luxury Lab, they ended by providing five rules that companies in the luxury sector of Mexico should consider if they hope to advance hand in hand with the growth of the luxury market. Here's what they are and more importantly, what they mean. Number one, give greater emphasis to experiential tourism. To me, that means don't just build an all-inclusive, build something where art, architecture, service, curated experiences, and heck, even the soaps are unique to the area. They say something about where you are, who's taking care of you, and what you can experience in that area. I love to think of San Miguel de Allende because the Casa Dragones house is there and they provide a wonderful tasting experience that is rich with both history and quality of great tequila. Two, consider nearshoring as a reflection of greater investment in qualified and well-paid labor. This means that we need to capitalize on the boom of economy that was brought by the pandemic, which allowed investors to spend more money on Mexican manufacturing because they couldn't get it from overseas. So important for Mexican businesses is to not cheapen their prices. They need to improve their labor pool and in doing so, it will improve quality. This makes me think a lot about how the University of León, Guanajuato partnered with tanneries and manufacturers to create a technical degree in efficiency and emerging technologies, something that we've been pushing for for years. So that way, instead of focusing on manufacturing larger scale orders for brands that focus on wholesale or bulk purchases, we focus on high quality craftsmanship and design that can compete with any international market. Number three. 
implementation of artificial intelligence that will allow more effective e-commerce and more efficient in-person sales along with better results. In fact, most of the growth in terms of Mexican economy was actually from e-commerce sales as a whole. We saw a lot more e-commerce taking place locally, which means that there's a great opportunity for any business that is starting to venture into e-commerce. And I believe that what this rule means is that it's important to create a better on-page experience on the web and making customer service more fluid making sure that recommendations are well-timed and personalized when you're on site and within a particular area. In fact, in the hotel where we were staying, they gathered that we like to keep to ourselves and have our family dinners. So they made it a point when providing us service to put us in a place where we were comfortable. It's that type of attention to detail that makes things better. And in terms of an on-page experience, focus on the details, providing better fit guides, more lifestyle, and understanding what people will receive when they actually get the product. This is definitely something we'll be working on over the course of 2024. Number four, luxury brands and consumers should seek more conscious consumption and preferably with a specific cause. And our JL Rocha family should know this more than anyone. Because over the last decade and beyond, we've focused on improving conscious efforts both economically and environmentally when it comes to leather manufacturing. Our cause will always stay the same. Honoring our legacy of craft while ensuring the future artisans can be proud of their work. Number five, understand that new consumers have greater purchasing power and greater decision-making power in purchases. Thus, Inclusivity has to be at the forefront to gain relevance in marketing strategies and for entrepreneurs of luxury brands. Essentially, what this means is to embrace the individual, something that we've always encouraged people in our community to do. But it also means that we need to hear your voices more than ever. Show us your style, show us what matters to you, and we will most certainly listen. Because I see a bright future. If we focus on the foundation that makes us and the quality that guides us, Mexico will keep dominating the Latin American luxury market and will soon take its place among the top markets in the world. So as we end this episode, I'd like to know what you think. Is Mexico a dominating force in the world luxury market? What would it take to make Mexico number five, number four, number three, number two, or even number one instead of number 15 on the global ranking scale? And what distinguishes Mexico from other countries that offer luxury goods? So drop us a line on our website, social media, or send us an email. We'll continue growing together, and thank you so much for your support. Finally, welcome back to Luxury Menswear for an all-new Season 3. I'm excited to make new stories for you, share with you more about luxury leather goods, Mexican history, and men's style. And don't forget, your voice matters. So again, reach out to us with any ideas, any desires, or anything that you'd like me to talk about, including if you'd like to be a guest on this show. I'm looking forward to opening up the opportunities for this podcast and sharing them with you. So as always, my name is Jose Noel Rocha. Thank you again for all of your support. And I hope life provides you with many beautiful handmade moments. Hasta luego.